Hi, I'm Carrie Adams and you're listening to Carrie's Corner. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers, the people who make it happen in the liquor industry around the world. So, let's get sipping. Today I'm incredibly privileged to have a certain Michael Ratcliffe with me in the studio at Carrie's Corner. We have got unbelievable breaking news that Mike is going to tell you, not me. Mike, thank you so much for joining me on Carrie's Corner. Hey, Carrie. It's great to be on with you today. It's always fantastic to talk to you. we old hands at this. We've done many interviews, but this is somehow different and inordinately special because you have time now to shout from the rooftops, boast, brag, do everything that you never do. But I'm asking you to do it. Please, will you tell the listeners and everybody out there who's listening, watching, doing however, what Villafonte has achieved? Well, thank you. I'll, I'll do my best, um, Carrie. Yeah, we've just, um, we've just finished the, the virtual award ceremony based in London of the International Wine and Spirits Competition, which I think is the most significant international wine and spirits competition of its kind. There's certainly Nothing that has the scale, the depth and breadth of it around the world. Uh, a, a lot of top South Africa's top brands enter the competition, which makes it unique, but also a lot of the greatest wines in the world enter, which, um, I guess gives it some gravitas. So, um, I don't like talking about myself, but I, I will say <laughs> that today I'm forcing you to though. You're allowed to, you have a license. I, I will say that on, on Tuesday, the first award was announced, which was Villafonte got announced as the red wine producer of the year for the world, actually. And as if that wasn't <laughs> it's enough. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's alarming. That was amazing. And we've been jumping up and down and celebrating ever since. But um, what happened this afternoon on Friday is that uh, the, the final award ceremony happened in London. And we got announced not just as the best red wine producer, but the best producer of any kind in the world for 2021, which, as you can imagine, is enormous for our, our little winery uh, here in Stellenbosch. So there's going to be celebrations late into the night tonight. Mike, congratulations to you and your team. How? I don't even know what to say to you. It is just the most unbelievable testament to almost 25 years, I think, of planning and hard graft and labor and blood and sweat, and I'm sure a few tears along the way, but lots of fun knowing your team. <laughs> we'll move on to who the team is in a minute, but not only is it unbelievable news for you and very well-deserved, but it is also just such cracker news for the South African wine industry. Give me your comments on that. How do you think this is going to impact the South African wine industry? Well, you know, I've been very privileged to be a part of Villafonte for, from the very beginning with my partners, uh, Zama Long and Phil Fries, who've been amazing. And we've, we've been, as a company, we've been part of this kind of regeneration, the rise and rise of the top end of the South African wine industry over the last decade. And it's super exciting to see the energy, the youngsters that are coming in, making their own mark, the rise and rise of regionality, the rediscovering of our cultural roots in, in Sinzo and Shannon and Pinotage. 
And so the South African wine industry hasn't been resting on its laurels, not even a little bit, and the world has noticed. But what's great yes. now is that on this huge international platform, it's a, a South African wine is being recognized at the very, very top of its game. And I, I'm absolutely convinced that this award should be shared by the entire top of the South African wine industry because uh, we are just a small part of it. Uh, we don't try to represent it, but certainly we are in some ways representative of the incredible shift in quality that has happened in South Africa over the last decade. It's a super proud moment. It is an unbelievably super proud moment for all of you and for the whole of South Africa. And I think that this is the, the ripples and the repercussions are going to be much bigger than anybody thinks because all of a sudden people really do have to sit up and take South Africa seriously. This is an award that packs a massive punch. Talking about the award, you mentioned that you were up against wines from all over the, the world. Do you know how many wines were submitted for this for this accolade? What was your competition? So if um if I wasn't so excited, I probably would have been pre more prepared for this conversation, and I would have had an exact answer. <laughs> it's okay, for you. just talk off the cuff. <laughs> so no, I don't know. If we but... get a few, if we get a few numbers wrong, it doesn't matter all that much. Look, I think I, I think it is. Um, the most representative competition of its kind in the world. I think the, the number of yeah. entries in, in, is many thousands. Um, and, and what's also interesting, and this is a very important point, is that the wines are judged blind. For those of your listeners yes. that don't know what I just said, what that means is that there is no influence from the label, from the packaging, from the weight of the bottle, from the fancy gift box. It, the wines are poured into a glass. The, the judges never see the packaging. They're only able to taste what they have in front of them. That's the first point. The second point is that um, the IWSC, the International Wine and Spirit Competition, tends to have a very professional bias in terms of the judges. There are a lot of people that are professionally in the trade, and there are a lot of people that have qualified with either a Master Sommelier or a Master of Wine. And so they take it very seriously. And the other thing is the judges are paid. So it's not a volunteer yes. organization. So from that mm. point of view, um, I, I guess it's a great leveling of the playing field. And from a South African perspective, it turns out that um, that's been good for us. And it's about as professional as you can possibly get on the international sort of scene of wine judging and wine competitions. A lot of the time, and we, we are quite right to celebrate every single award that is won by South Africa. But a lot of the time, if you do dig a little bit behind the scenes, the awards are nowhere near as meaningful as this IWSC award. What do you think it means for Villafonte, having won this unbelievable accolade? So you're pushing me again to speak about myself, <laughs> but I'll, I'll take a stab at it, Carrie. Um, I Look, I, th I think we have an incredibly loyal uh, fan base, client base, people that are passionate about Villafonte. Uh, they buy their allocations every single year. Uh, they're members of, of the wine club or they have relationships with, with retailers. They spend money in, in restaurants. And I think on the one hand, this is affirmation. They already knew Villafonte was okay. 
and the wines tasted pretty good. But now um, there, there's more recognition internationally. I think there are a lot of customers of ours. Well, I would like to think that there are a lot of customers ours of ours who are going to say, "Yeah, we kind of knew that." I would like to think that. Um, but well, for people like forget, me, as a one, I'm sorry. Okay. Let's let's not forget about our own internal team, the 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 people that are in the vineyard picking the grapes, the people that are driving tractors, the people that are, are you know putting labels on bottles because we do everything by hand. Mm. Um, mm. It's it's a real affirmation for them because they come to work every morning and they they have to do some work. But now that somebody in the big wide world is saying you guys are doing okay it's a real affirmation and i think it's it's super exciting for everybody in my team and just at the risk of of brushing over this you know villafonte is almost 25 years old next year is a huge celebration mm-hmm. um but i've been partners had the same partners for this entire period in in dr zelma long and dr phil freeze mm-hmm. uh, who are not just my partners they've become my friends over these years, mm. we've done some extraordinary things together. And, you know, to tell you the truth, this would never have happened without them and without them coming into my life. And uh, I think I will always be grateful for that. Uh, as the youngest member of the team, which <laughs> seems quite unlikely, the, the amount of learning. <laughs> it's that has so come nice to be the youngest of something. Yes. <laughs> There's been so much learning over these decades that, that, uh, that I'm so grateful for. So, um, yeah, I think the recognition for my team is, is maybe one of the best things. Well, I think for people like me who have been punting Villafonte for as long as it's since its birth date, and it, as you know, I make no secret of the fact that it is my favorite South African red wine. Villafonte C, I would put up against any wine in the world, and I would put my Watsits on a block that it would come in the top two because it is just extraordinary. And we'll move on to what makes it so extraordinary in a minute. But wow, what partners you chose. Zelma and Phil, in my opinion, are two of the most knowledgeable, nicest people in the international wine industry that I've ever met. They have a track record of their own, which is absolutely bulletproof. Where did you meet them? Well, it started a long time ago. Uh, Selma Long and Phil Fries were invited to South Africa uh, in, I believe it was 1990. Uh, they were invited as guests of the Cape Estate Wine Producers Association. And uh, they came out to South Africa to do a present a lecture on the use of small barrels in winemaking. And believe it or not, back in 1990, small French oak barrels were not used in in winemaking. It was not a widely used practice. And so as uh, many people still remember that that presentation as being on the revolutionary side, they immediately fell in love with South Africa. And as soon as the very next year, they were invited back to South Africa, actually by Michael Fridgen, who was the convener of the um, South African Airways Trophy. And they came back to... South Africa to judge on the South African Airways competition. Um, and that's where it started. My mom actually uh, became friends with them and asked them if they'd be willing to consult to, to the winery that I used to own. Uh, we used to own called Warwick. Uh, we started working closely together. And I guess the rest is history. Um, 
it's it's been a formidable history and a and a wonderful journey together. Yes, and just for the for the um, edification of the listeners, Zoma and Phil were involved with another equally famous person by the name of Robert Mondavi in the production of one of the most iconic wines in the world called Opus One, and that is an accolade that anybody would like to sort of hang on to the coattails of. I do firmly believe that from day dot, Villafonte was heading for exactly that same star. They have worked tirelessly, endlessly, but not to detract from yourself as you're trying to do, because you are the managing partner of Villafonte, and you set the course, and we always, whenever I'm doing a a seller assessment or I'm speaking to somebody about what they should be putting into their seller, Villafonte comes to the fore. And my story about Villafonte is that it's a bit like the sort of dress with a thousand sequins sewn on by hand. Do you know what I mean? Everything happens by hand. Tell, tell us about that a bit, about how you make this gorgeous wine. Well, you know, a very long time ago, we, we set our course and we made a plan. And we haven't wavered from that plan in, in over 20 years. The plan was to, and I mean, some people at the time thought it was arrogant, but our plan was to try to take the resources that we had. Uh, in The first resource was an incredible piece of land and a very ancient piece of soil named Villafontes. And we had know-how and skills and knowledge. And we wanted to combine those resources with the lofty, goal of creating a wine that perhaps one day would find comfort in sitting alongside the greatest wines of the world on the greatest tables of the world. Uh, mm. So 25 years ago, that was um, a lot of big talk. There were some skeptics and pessimists, uh, and I, I don't think by any means we've achieved our objective now, we're, but we're firmly on the path to achieving what it is mm. that we want to achieve. And... Um, I guess the key is that we've been steadfast. We haven't changed our objective. We haven't changed our plan. We planted four varieties. That's all we have. We only make red wine. We only produce three wines. Um, nothing's going to change. And speaking about often, the three wines that you, speaking about those three wines, sorry, Mike, uh, before you move on, did you submit all three wines to the IWSC and were they all? good enough to pack the punch that brought home the prize or was there any one do they do they actually dis, you know sort of dis, disseminate between the three how did it happen yeah we we did submit all of our wines and um and they all did well uh, i have not yet had written feedback bear in mind the award ceremony was was an hour and a half ago uh, oh, i know this is breaking had... news guys this is big breaking <laughs> news <laughs> So I, you I haven't have not, heard exactly in writing? No, no, I'd like to, and I'd like to receive the judge's response because I think for internally for my team, it's going to be extremely valuable. Uh, but we do know that all three wines did, did very well. And, um, and, and that's very satisfying. But you know, let's tell, we, let's tell people, the listeners about those three wines. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, tell we, them which we, three you've got. we only make, only make red wine. And we don't make varietal wines. We only do blends. And all three of them are so-called Bordeaux blends. I just call them red blends because they happen to be varieties made popular by Bordeaux, but they're very much South African. 
because they're grown in South African soil, which is quite unlike anything you'll ever find in Europe. And so we're pretty proudly South African about our blends. We have um, Series C, which sits at the top of our range, which is a Cabernet-based blend. The Underneath that, we have Series M, the Lafonte Series M. That's a Merlot-based blend with a cheeky variety called Malbec that often sticks its hand up. And then we have our, our second wine called Seriously Old Dirt, which is a perennial favorite all around South Africa. And uh, Seriously Old Dirt is, is really a blend of what's left over in the nicest possible way. Uh, some people say that it's I mustn't call it that. It's very but it, delicious it, it is scraps. what it is. <laughs> very it's delicious scummy. scraps, Seriously Old Dirt. But usually it's, it's you know, 85% Cabernet Sauvignon. Because let's face it, Carrie, Cabernet is the king. It is the king, and especially in Stellenbosch. Tell the listeners about the how you came about the name Seriously Old Dirt. I thought that was such a cool story. <laughs> yeah, so you have to understand that, that um, for all of you out there, if I can paint a picture of my two American partners, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty famous in the world of wine. Uh, but part of my career has been uh, take, uh, laughing at American accents. And so my one partner, Phil, has got this, this kind of thick American accent. It's very charming. When yeah. he talks about the ancient soils of the cradle of humankind and the ancient soils of Southern Africa, which are absolutely remarkable, when he's in America, he speaks about it with his accent and he says, hey, man, this is some seriously old dirt. And that's where it came from. <laughs> I, 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 the, the story goes, I think he was speaking to Robert Parker when, when that expression came out. And um, and somehow it stuck. And that's what our name, that, that's how our wine got named. It's the best name. And it is seriously old dirt because some of those soils are almost, I think from memory, up to one and a half million years old, those soils. And yeah. we do know. If we know very little else on planet Earth, we know that the answer does lie in the soil. It really does. There was that wonderful old sort of English um, comedy where they always used to say some bloke from Somerset and you always used to say the answer lies in the soil. And it does. The soil is the wine at the end of the day. But there's a lot more that goes into it. And I know that you virtually pick those grapes one for one. You put them onto sorting tables. You you touch, you puff, you blow, you feel, you kiss, you talk, you cajole, you you tell us tell us about this wonderful space that is Villafonte that's making these incredibly handcrafted wines. <laughs> well, we have an absolute luxury of being able to do things slowly, so we're never in a rush. We have the ability to, um, and luckily we also have the budget to be able to treat every berry individually uh, with love. Uh, I know that sounds slightly quirky, but as you say, everything is done uh, by hand from picking to winemaking to we don't even pump. We we do everything, everything literally manually. We ferment our grapes in open top <laughs> barrels um, yeah. and we put the grapes into the barrels by hand. So it really is old school winemaking. Um, and we like to think of it as of uh, as craft. And also when we're growing the grapes, we actually call it wine growing. The vineyards are planted specifically to be able to achieve a certain outcome. So we don't leave anything to chance. We don't, also don't buy any grapes. We don't sell any grapes. We control everything from putting the vine into the ground all the way to aging a wine for 20 years and selling it to a customer. So, so we have our fingerprints yeah. on everything. But I think one of the secrets um, 
which I'm happy to share because, you know, secrets are, uh, it's just knowledge, but it's all about the implementation. One of our secrets is, yes. uh, is the academic rigor that we bring to everything. I think there's yes. quite a high level of academia that goes on in our winemaking and the record keeping sure. is completely extreme. So we have kept for 20 years, we've kept exact data on every single vintage. And if the weather does this, the grapes will do this and the outcome will be this, which gives mm -hmm. us a, a much higher level of predictability going forward. Because when we see something happening in the weather, for yes. example, we can re re go back to our notes and say, okay, this might've happened in 2003. What happened? What was the outcome? And so I think yes. that academic rigor and record keeping is um, perhaps not the sexiest thing in the world of wine, but it really allows us to be one step ahead of ourselves every year. Well, you know, I think, I think that it's sending a very powerful message to the rest of South Africa who, as you say, have upped their game so alarmingly when it comes to the quality of this, overall quality of South African wine. But intelligent wine is the new sexy wine. Well, it's always been sexy wine for me. And I guess exactly what you're saying. There's no point and absolutely little advantage to batting with a blindfold on. You just can't do it. You you just cannot do it in winemaking either. So the Villafonte tastings that I've ever been to have just been a mountain and an unbelievable brain overload of how you've managed to, to finesse these gorgeous wines in the bottles. And I love the way you allow each vintage to express itself. Because I think armed with the intelligentsia behind the whole thing, you can then confidently allow the vintage to express itself. Which is your favorite vintage? Have you got one in the last 25 years? Oh, it's like saying, what's your favorite baby? Um, no, mm. I don't think I have a, a favorite vintage. Um, I think that it waxes and wanes depending on my mood and who I'm with and what I'm mm. eating and drinking. Uh, but I, I, I do think that you... Um, lead, your comment leads to a very interesting point is is that I think that no I don't think I know that we are getting better because of mm. because of all the data that we're collecting and the fact is that after mm. 25 years it's still the same team in the same winery with the same vineyard same people making wine yes. and we've just got better and more experienced and if I look around mm. the the top end of the South African wine industry and I look at the rock stars that are producing wines that sometimes bring a small tear to your eye when you taste them. We <laughs> do have this growing kind of Springbok A team of, of world-class vintners who are producing wines that are, are truly intelligent. And yes. a, a lot of that is coming from people that have been around the block a few times. And, mm. you know, it's like anything. It's like, from fishing to writing to, to singing. It's all, these are all arts and it's, it's practice makes perfect. That good old fashioned cliche. And, and while I refer to the, the rigor and academia in record keeping, um, it's just experience and it's just understanding it what you're doing. It is experience. Yeah. It's but parent, going, it's like parenting. You get better at parenting, parenting with every single year. We hope. Hmm. And I think that the parenting that you've done, for Villafonte is definitely starting. Villafonte came of age, turned 21 a few years ago. 
it could have gone rogue. It could have gone on its own. It could have gone and done whatever it wanted to do. But it's chosen, it's elected to maintain the level of discipline and and academia that you have treated it to. And I think that it's just unbelievable that in South Africa, funny little South Africa down at the tip of the, of the planet, we've managed to produce something that the whole world has recognized. And I cannot applaud you and your team enough from me. And I know hundreds and thousands of other people who are going to be so excited for you. Speaking about that, I know two people who must be splitting at the seams. First of all, Stan, your father, who I hope is on a big cloud somewhere up in the sky, opening his 20th bottle of champagne at this stage of the game. He must be <laughs> so proud of you. And and secondly, Norma, your mother, who is a dear friend of mine, who in herself has been a trailblazer and a pioneer in the South African wine industry. She was the first lady winemaker. She is an amazing South African uh, patriot for a Canadian. And she has she has given us you <laughs> who has continued to carry this baton and not just carry it, you run with it. You storm the Bastille with that baton. You have really broken down walls. You have pushed boundaries. I've watched you in my 30 years in the South African wine industry. I've watched you grow from a very, very um, confident and quite cheeky youngster who knew exactly what he was doing and what he wanted and how he was going to get it, into this unbelievably mature person who has produced South Africa's top wine. Michael, it is just alarmingly special. Are you feeling proud of yourself? Thanks, Carrie. Yeah, those are, those are really special words, and I appreciate them a lot. I, I, it hasn't quite sunk in yet, uh, but I guess there's weekend coming. So that's going to give me opportunity to, to quieten down and, and probably just absorb the moment with a decent glass of wine. So I think. And of course, we can't forget Pip, your wife, because Pip <laughs> sits in the background and puts up with this trailblazer and this bursting bubble, fiery ball of energy, which is Michael, because Villafonte is not your only, it's not your only responsibility either. We're going to do a separate, a separate interview and a separate podcast for all of that. And hopefully we're going to do another one for the listeners with Phil Freeze and Zomalong as well. Um, That'll be fun. Thanks to Pip and the children as well for, for allowing you all this time to have, have got us to the space where we are world leaders when it comes to red wine. So we told before we say goodbye though, there's something else I did want to ask you, which I think is quite important. What made you choose the vineyard? that you bought for Villafonte. Did you look forever for those vineyards? Well, actually, it's a, it's a really good question. I don't think I've ever been asked that before, but I, the answer rolls off my tongue very easily uh, because I had nothing to do with choosing the vineyard. Um, Phil, <laughs> Phil, my partner with a PhD in, in uh, I think it's microbiology and viticulture, yes. um, he discovered it. He was looking for the oldest soils in the world and he knew that they were in the Southern hemisphere and he knew that they were in the cradle of humankind. And he knew that that was Southern Africa and he went looking and he literally found this piece of dirt, this piece of soil 
that was Villafonte <laughs> and he bought it. The other thing about the land is that it never had any vineyards around it. It was completely virgin soil. And to this day, it has no other vineyards around it. So we farm in our own little bubble. So we, we can control where, not just our own exactly environment. Where exactly is it? So we're on, the northern, exactly we're on the northern slopes of the um, Simonsburg Mountain. Uh, for your listeners who know where Babylon's Turn is or Reuben Rothschild, it's in that kind of area. Um, we don't have a sign. Uh, <laughs> and you don't normally enter competitions, which is another thing I was going to ask you. No. What changed? I mean, well, you I have won awards before. Yeah, we've won, we've won some very nice awards. In fact, yeah, it was the Series C that won the, um, the wine competition in, in Sydney, uh, also for the best border blend in the world, which is kind of cool. Um, when was yeah, that? We, I think it was two years ago. It was the 2016 or 17 vintage. That was, that was super cool. Pretty we were sold out, but that's okay too. Um, <laughs> you always sold out. Look, I, I'm a great, I'm a great fan of competitions. I, I believe in the relevance of competitions. I believe in the importance of benchmarking yourself against your competitors. Um, but it's difficult to, to, to keep up with it. And, um, you know, in, in our early days, we did enter competitions. And, uh, to tell you the truth, when, when I was told of the results, um, a couple of days ago, uh, by my team, um, I had to rack my mind to try to work out who entered, but it was us. Because <laughs> I think we entered in February or March or something. So it's quite a long time and I'm getting quite old. My memory is not great. Anymore. And forgot about <laughs> And what um, vintages did you, what vintages did you enter for the, for this competition that you won? Oh, now you're asking me a question. Um, mm. that, that, um, I probably should have been prepared for. But I'm still celebrating, Kelly. I don't have all this information. Of course you're allowed. <laughs> Michael, it doesn't matter because all the Villafonte vintages, as you say, each year that they come out, if it's possible, they just become lovelier and lovelier, more polished, more supple, more gentle, more elegant. They are just gorgeous. So, so Carrie, I don't really you know, mind Carrie, what vintage that, it was. If you take that comment and you apply it to the top five or six wineries in South Africa, that – Comment would probably hold true. Yes. And that is a remarkable thing that you might not have been able to say five years ago. The, the, the maturity that is coming through in the, at the top end of the South African wine industry is quite remarkable. And, and it's not just the young guns. There are also some rock stars like, um, Hamilton Russell, Mirlust, Canoncorp. Yes. Clan Constantia, these are rock stars that have been around for a very long time. But then you have the, mm. the let's say, the more youthful uh, brigade of, of Belafonte and Sardi and Molyneux that, that haven't mm. been around as long. I mean, Belafonte and, and Sardi family wine started in the same year, if you can believe that. Evan and I have grown up together. Really? So, yes. so it's just a great privilege for us as, as observers. Obviously, I'm an internal observer. But for us as observers and supporters of the wine industry to see a truly world-class grouping of wineries at the top um, of the South African industry able to take on the best of the world with confidence, and that's great for South Africa, isn't it? It's unbelievable. It's a huge endorsement. And whilst we're on that tech, I have to tell you that on Tuesday this week, I was entertained to a tasting 
of Martin Smith's wines. And for the, for the listeners, Martin Smith made Villafonte, or he worked at Villafonte with you for a couple of years. And I tasted Martin Smith's current selling vintages of Passerine, which is now his own label because like any good boy, he took all his lessons from you and he learned nicely and he did his thing and now he's gone and he's doing his own wine. And they are absolutely delicious. Those wines are so beautiful. And in fact, same sort of stamp of elegance and, and culture comes through on his wines that come through on the Villafonte wines. There's nothing chunky you're sticking out or, you know, a lot of the wines you taste, I always say this, they're sort of a bit like puppies in a pillowcase. And you just see an elbow sticking out somewhere and a nose somewhere else and a tail somewhere else. There are a couple of you who are just putting these well-rounded, beautiful, elegant wines together. And Martin's wines, and I thought about you so much because he was a big part of Villafonte in the early days, wasn't he? Yeah, he'll always be part of Team Villafonte. Yeah. So it's very encouraging to know that you are also sending people out into the world from the world's best red wine producer who are continuing to carry and fly that, that flag. You know, it's, it's, it's fabulous to see that there's, there's that kind of sharing of knowledge that's going on. Yeah, it's great to be able to do it. It's a, mm. the, the industry is alive at the moment. It's very exciting and uh, mm. long may it last. And, you know, the, many of the people that worked for me um, in, in my Warwick days have also gone out into the industry and, and done remarkable things. Uh, so, yeah, it's, a, it's something that makes me quite proud. Ah, you have to be proud. I had a fabulous interview with Brian Kluver the other day. Um, about Barton and we're going to do some more about that. And he's also one of your protégés from, from Warwick. So I think that you and your family really can stand up and take a bow in the industry that says we've done our stuff, we will continue to do our stuff, and the stuff that we do is quite noteworthy. You know, it really, really is. There was one last question I wanted to ask you, if I dare. Way to from here. Way to from here for Villafonte. Um, I mean, we have a lot of plans. Uh, what I can guarantee is that there's no new wines coming. There's no new reserve label. There's no um, there's no rosé or sparkling wine. There's, there's far <laughs> too many people making delicious wines that we wouldn't dare to compete with them. But I've always said that Villafonte is a little bit like a swan gliding pristinely and serenely across a very calm lake. Everything looks very calm, but actually underneath, beneath the surface of Villafonte. See those feet, yes. The feet, <laughs> the feet are, are pedaling up the storm. My team is so <laughs> dynamic. They are always asking questions. They are, are looking at efficiency. They're looking at quality. Right now, our big buzzword in the company is sustainability. We're tearing ourselves apart internally and putting ourselves back together along sustainable um, guidelines and principles. Uh, we, we are, we've got new vineyards going in. We've got, um, new row directions, planting densities, clones, rootstocks. It's all happening. But, That's amazing to hear. Well, I'm sure you've got Phil sitting in America at the very forefront of technology and, and Zelma as well, who keep on cracking a whip, you know, that you have to sort of dance around to, don't they? Yeah. Kind of like that. 
And all the experiments <laughs> that we're doing on Series C, you know, some of them don't, not all of them always work. And so they don't go into yeah. Series C, but, you know, yeah. Series C I'll do it is basically just a great old experiment for Series C. So everything that, all the experiments are happening in seriously all dirt and, and as they become successful, they quietly uh, go up the chain. So um, I'm very happy to sit with an experiment. I could sit with 22,000 bottles of that experiment personally. Seriously <laughs> old dirt for anybody who's listening is probably the best value for money quality wine that you're going to buy in the whole wide world. And it's just absolutely sensational. While we're talking about buying, if anybody listening to this wants to get their hands on a bottle, because it's difficult, I know that you do what you can, but you only can produce so many bottles at Villafontaine. Because as you say, you don't buy in grapes, you don't trade, you don't do any what is is. Is there Villafontaine available at the moment? There is actually. Our release date was barely a few days ago. So while we while we have almost sold out um, the we, we are really well represented in in uh, pretty much every fine uh, wine retailer in the country. A lot of the independent wine stores carry our wine. They get allocations every year. Uh, the top restaurants carry our wines. Some Many times it's not on the list, so you have to ask them. They kind of keep it a bit secretly in the background. Um, and if That's all else fails. one to be kept under the, under the bar counter, yeah. And if all else fails, um, villafonte.com. There it is. So, and so yes. Villafonte.com, there's also a wine club that people can belong to, isn't there? You do have yeah. a club or a membership sort of database that you, that you yeah. stay in touch with on a regular basis. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way for us to keep, keep in touch and communicate with people. Um, twice a year, we'll, we'll delve into our library and open up uh, a few bottles and find something that perhaps is ready for re-release, uh, for example, in, in March next year. We're already gearing up that we'll be re-releasing the 2013 vintage, which is just in cracking shape. Um, mm. uh, uh, this year we re-released uh, about 40 cases of the 2005 vintage. So it's a great place for, for collectors and people that are looking for something uh, slightly different, but it's, it's a great place to, to make sure that you always know what's new. And, and on our, we're very active on our, uh, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, even WeChat, um, platform. Yes. Um, so, do follow us on at Villafonte because okay. uh, we take great pride in the channels and uh, it's, it's basically, we're continually telling a story about what's going on. Uh, so it's not a big marketing hoopla. It's actually telling you the story of what's happening in our vineyard and the winery. It's, it's no, kind of fascinating. It's, it's the evolution of greatness and I've watched it for 25 years and, and it's just <laughs> becoming greater. What day, what month is our 25th birthday next year, Mikey? Um, when do we start to celebrate? You know, I think I think we're in our twenty fifth year as we speak, and so oh, technically really? depends how you define it. Um, I think at the beginning of April next year we we are then twenty five years old. Um, okay. So however you define that's, it, we we're going to start celebrating. We we're treating twenty twenty two as a whole year. We'll just celebrate for a whole year. <laughs> Let's start right now and, and hopefully all our listeners and all the members and all everybody, I, my wish for them is that everybody gets to taste a glass of Villafonte, either the C or the M or the Seriously Old Dirt within the next six months. 
everybody deserves to treat themselves to a glass of Villafonte. Michael, you're a legend. Thank you, my darling boy. I'm so proud of you. Your mother and father must be unbelievably proud of you and the whole team will work towards a nice interview with you and Phil and Zelma and myself. And in the meantime, have an amazing weekend celebrating something that you so rightly deserve. Thanks, Kerry. And a big shout out to all the listeners out there. Thanks for taking the time and for listening and, and thank you for supporting us. You know, every bottle that gets sold is is really valuable and, and we appreciate it. So thank you. <laughs>